Hello and welcome to the Winning Post preview podcast for the weekend of June 27. I am Joel Marshall. Joining me to take a look at all the action for the weekend is my Winning Post colleague, Daniel Nuttall. And Daniel, well, we've got a few black type races up in Brisbane just to keep the carnival kicking along for a bit further. Yeah, that's right, Joel. Um, I think it's one of the last days in Brisbane. I think this might be a sunny coast meeting um, next week or the week after. But uh, look, it's uh, a couple of smaller fields, uh, of course, at Doombin this weekend, but I think it's a very competitive card. Um, I like little things earlier on the day, but um, yeah, the three stakes races are certainly competitive affairs and um, yeah, keen to, keen to see, um, I guess, what horses can sort of save their run and pick up a feature win at the end of the uh, Winter Carnival. All right, we've also got action at Caulfield and at Rose Hill, bit of black type action at Rose Hill. But we'll kick off the program with the Doombin card. We've got three black type races, a couple of group threes, and a listed event. The first of the black type comes up in race five. It is the Premier's Cup Group 3. And these staying races have been dominated by numbers and by results uh, by the Chris Waller stable in recent weeks. Again, he has numbers one through to five in the 10-horse field. Do you think he'll uh, win it again, Daniel? Uh, I do. Um, although I was probably a bit more unanimous uh, this in a, a similar race a couple of weeks back. Um, I sort of had him to win. I sort of had him he goes the top four. I think the Costa train Lapulga is a good chance. Uh, I've got him in the um, in the mix for sure. But I'm with another dollar who I was pretty keen on in that Tats Cup I referenced at Eagle Farm two weeks ago. Um, look, she drew wide and she got she probably got a lot further back than I thought she would in the run. She settled tenth of ten. Um, just never really a factor from back there over the twenty five hundred meters. It was the first go at that trip. She's back to twenty two hundred meters. I think that's more suitable for her. And from barrier three, I just see her settling. Much closer, um, much closer to them than she did last start. The 10 picker plums, the, the likely lead. There's not much speed in the race. I can see, easily see another dollar slotting in a couple of pairs back um, and presenting with a run. She races well at Dooman. Had the one win from eight starts, but has placed in six other, six other occasions. So I'm going to give her another go um, to bounce back from her last start fail. Allwood in next to say, well, mate, ready to peak fourth up. Um, tough effort last start in the Chairman's. There was a less than ideal run there. Lapulga, the one I mentioned, so big danger. Uh, one is only start over this 2,200-metre trip. Um, and his last start six in the Eagle Farm Mile, a couple of lengths around some pretty handy types, indicates he's up to these on ability. Uh, those are the three I want to play to play around, the two, Lejuge and other Waller Horse next best. One, three, nine, and two, Premier's Cup. Race seven is the listed Mitty Spear Chief Handicap. 11 runners to do a battle here. And, well, Scolopini was an impressive winner first up and then was pretty good again second up. I'd say he'd be one of the toughest to beat. He's giving weight away to all of his rivals, however. Who did you like in race seven? Yeah, he's spot on. To the weight is a bit of a query, but he sort of picks himself, Scolopini. His two runs is prep. I mean, black book type runs. Um, and you'll, look, you'll think he'll only improve further, stepping up to his preferred distance range here. He's got a very good record over this trip. Four wins, seven starts. Um, and, yeah, just it's hard to sort of... Hard to sort of go against him if you've been with him so far this preparation. So the one on top, Scolopini, the two in next, chapter and verse. Like those two horses crossed the line last start. But Scolopini was a better run to the eye. Um, not too much between them. Um, third up, presents third up here as well. Spectroscope, um, one worth throwing into the quarter as well. Fresh, he does well first up. Good starting point for him this trip. Um, and yeah, can certainly make a race of it. And right or wrong in next. Has a case if he can replicate his brilliant second up win. One, two, three, and five. Race eight is the Tab Sapphire Stakes Group 3 race for the Phillies and Mares at 
Weight for age, we have just the one filly taking on the older mares. That is number 12, Shuhud. And I think most people are going to be looking towards Baccarat Baby to break through this campaign. She's been knocking on the door. She hasn't had the best of luck. She's drawn another wide gate. So she's going to need to uh, spring out of the gates and get moving early. But uh, I think she certainly looks one of the hardest to beat. And I, I know you like her, Daniel. Yeah, well, that's a, that's a key, sort of getting out of the gates early. She is a horse that does possess a bit of early speed on when she wants. She's, yeah, as you said, just this, this preparation's been full of bad luck. She's just missed a run in the Stradbroke. Uh, it was two, the first two runs she just missed, went down by the narrowest of margins. And then the last start in the Dane Ripper, she was... Um, she was sort of three or four wide the whole way, no cover, and just kept coming. Did well. It only finished a length and a half off Love You Lucy there. So I think from the draw, she can get a good start. She can sort of posse in a pretty handy position. There's not much speed in the race. I anticipate her sort of sitting outside the leader if um, she can get a clean getaway. And um, I think, she, you know, if she can get, get a good run throughout, she'll be very hard to beat. Um, she deserves to win this prep, and we know that the talent's certainly there. So she's on top. Clearly, Akrat Baby. The one in next tally play, a mare I've always had plenty of time for. Um, look, she's had the last two runs in Brisbane have been okay at best. Probably should have finished a little closer in the Dane Ripper. Sort of raced in a restricted room there. Um, I think at a bigger price or at each way odds, she certainly won throwing into the exotics. Shawnee um, has a couple of options. We'll appreciate getting back on top of the ground. And Mewstone Rock, I think going better than a form indicates, is another at a bigger price you can throw into exotics. But uh, two, Akrak Baby in the last feature race of the day. Two, one, 12 and sorry, two, one, five and 10 for me. You know, I might just have a, a little each way bet for, for an interest here at number 10, Mewstone Rock. I noticed uh, Best Bets expert Chris Nelson has her in. His numbers, and she's been ticking along okay, unplaced all three, but I thought the latest run was good off a break between runs. She's not well-weighted at weight for age, it must be said, but she's got a bit of talent, and, uh, yeah, she'll dash at them late after doing no work from gate two. And the other one that I liked a little bit at Doon was in the last, race nine, number 16, Sookwinder, who took on a harder race last start and was trapped wide. Out to the 1,200 with the blinkers coming off, drops back a little bit in class. She might be able to improve. As uh, In terms of your best in value, Daniel, they come up earlier in the day. Sure do. Uh, Lashes, uh, Matthew Smith, train runner. Look, he's had a, been taking, had pretty good success taking um, horses up to Brisbane of late. Milkman got the job done last week. Um, he's also, I think, Wendo's run well in a good race up, uh, up here as well. So... I think he gets the job with Lashes, who we know is a pretty talented type. She trialled well prior to her return. She did two runs back from a spell, both in Sydney, and both have come up against Adelong. Um, started the market both times. Adelong just had a measure on both occasions, although last start, um, she was wide throughout Lashes. And, um, yeah, so much bit of a forgive run there. Gets back onto a drier track. Will certainly suit her. And I think she's a, well, she's the best horse in the race. So she'll be hard to beat Lashes. That's the best of the day. Race three, number 10. Value comes up in the first. Uh, a little bit of guesswork involved. We got the first start of Think Glory, $80,000 daughter of So You Think. Um, recent trial at Doomman was, was really good to my. She had the speed to lead, was sort of headed, and then when the rider asked for a bit of an effort in the final couple hundred metres, she really kicked back strongly and, and won the trial by nearly a length. Um, in behind her, but three lengths in behind her was Alyssa Miyamichi, which is, which I think, starting close to favourite in this race. So, Think Glory, I know she's down to run at the Gold Coast as well on Friday. So um, wherever she goes, certainly um, certainly back her. But at 7.50 in, in this race, I think she's worth an each-way play if she does elect to run here. Race one, number 12. 
All right, as mentioned earlier, racing in Sydney on Saturday is at Rose Hill Gardens. We do have a pair of black tight races. The first of those is race six, the Iron Jack WJ McKell Cup. And myself, I was with number seven, Sully, here. His last two third up runs have been a very close second in the Cranbourne Cup and a narrow defeat in the JRA Cup at Moody Valley. So I think he's ready to peak third up again. He's had the two runs back. Uh, they've both been past marks. He steps up in distance, and I think he'll appreciate the wet track now. He's a horse that's, uh, you know, had his injury problems along the way. He has performed okay in Sydney back in his three-year-old days. I was surprised he only came up $5, to be honest. But uh, anyway, he's been well found, and, and I like him. I could certainly have a bit of a saver on number 10, Frankly Awesome. Thought she was good first up from the break at Rose Hill. She's a comeback mare. She had that long time off, but she's got class. Group one placed behind very elegant twice in the autumn last year, and she might just be coming right. Four cars off, knocking on the door, and one Wu Gok. How can you ignore him? He just loves heavy tracks, and he's in great form. Just whether the weight's going to catch up with him, 61 kilos, back to the 2,000 metres. But on with seven from 10, four and one. What about yourself, Daniel? Yeah, I think we might have mentioned before that Winter Cup, Joel, we go against Wugok at our peril and um, came back to bite us again. He was so tough, didn't he? He looked, he looked raw. And the winner of that race, or the, seemingly the winner at the 100-meter mark, was Karzoff. Um, he gets a kilo off, better off in the weights here. Um, just, yeah, as I said, looked the winner 100 meters. Just sort of, we got too good in the heavy conditions late and just might have peaked late on the run. 2,400 meters back to 2,000 might, might suit him. Um, he's got very good this record at 2,000 meters. Uh, he's a good form in... In Melbourne early in this preparation at that distance range. So I think 57 kilos, um, yeah, I think he'll be hard to beat and he's my best value of the day. So four on top of seven, Sully. I do like him at the 54 kilos. Does like a wet track as you touched on. And um, yeah, can certainly run a race here. One, Wugok, heavy track reasons outlined. And two, 60s groove. Um, not much went right last time in. Fitter again, third up. A uh, horse that sort of gets better with runs under the belt. So, yeah, the two in for fourth, four, seven, one, and two in the Macau. Race seven is the Drinkwise Civic Stakes, a listed event over the 1350 metres. Uh, I thought this race was a raffle. There's plenty of things that pose problems here with a few of the horses coming out of the racing to win stakes a few weeks back. That was over the mile. So, they're coming back to 1350. Um, you've got horses sort of early in their prep. Are they ready on the heavy ground? It's a, it's a real nightmare of a race. I've gone with six special missile and just hoping he was ready, third up, ready to peak. He, he never won first or second up. Thought both runs have been past marks. He handles the wet. He'll press forward. Give you a good sight. To beat 12, Romany Girl, who I've been with up in Brisbane. Reports say that that Eagle Farm track was pretty hard and maybe that was against her. She had the same task as the winner back with her on the turn. So... On face value, disappointing, but maybe just looking for some cut out of the track. She drops down to 53 kilos. Four order, again, was very good over the mile, uh, last start. Trialed really well. Just not sure coming back to 13.50 is, a, is an absolute advantage, but he won't be far away. And five deal maker. I was keen on him last start. He got that deserved win. Again, coming back in distance is the query, but if it's a real tough slog on the heavy at 13.50 he might not be too disadvantaged. It's a tough race. I've gone 6, 12, 4 and 5. How did you see it? Yeah, I was pretty keen on the top weight home of the Brave Joel. I know he hasn't won much since arriving in Australia, um, but he's generally always thereabouts. I think his preparation this time in has been pretty solid. Um, he's since won a jump out at Flemington 
Um, I think it was for the quickest time of the morning, one of the quickest times of the morning in those Flemington heats since the third down the straight six on the heavy eight. The horse and Angels, all conditions. Uh, wet track, dry track. He's pretty good on, on all on all um, yeah, on all track conditions. And I think fourth up now might be ready to do something. Uh, look, races. Um, I don't know. If it was, it's query on a few of them. Um, and I was pretty keen. The one, I know he's going to get carried 16 and a half kilos, but he's a pretty classy horse. And I was pretty keen on him. Home of the Brave, my best of the day in Sydney. The th- uh, second horse, um, sorry, I've got the six in next special missile. Uh, another one sticking along nicely this time in. Led there, was sort of pressured in the lead there, but stuck on pretty well. Third up now, might be ready to do something. Dealmaker going well, hard to ignore him. And in for fourth, I have Sambro. One ten, oh, sorry, one six, five and three. All right, well, we've heard your best and value for the card. Home of the Brave, race seven, number one, the best. The value is race six, number four, cars off. As for myself, I've gone with Sully as my best, race six, number seven. My value, race nine, number four, uh, was too slow. Um, getting the price here, Prairie Fire, went up $34. I don't think Nine it lasted. Bucks, it? Yeah. yeah, 34. I don't think it lasted too long. It was into 10, I think, within about half an hour. Um, so we're just going to have to cop the uh, the tens, but he was pretty good last week, I thought. Thousand meters, he jumped well, but they eased him right back from the outside gate. And whilst he was easing back, Witherspoon was doing her own thing out in front, and they were just getting further and further apart. He was never a winning chance, but he ran on pretty well late. Prior to that, his first start for Danny Williams, he was on speed and held on well against the very exciting Lost and Running. Four goes at 1200 for. Duck eggs, but it's a little bit misleading. He's run fourth in a blue diamond. He's contested a golden slipper. So, look, he's contested a couple of hot races. That was when he was down in Victoria with the Hayes Dabernig yard. So I think on the quick backup from a better draw, he'll give you a good side each way. Prairie fire. Moving across to Caulfield on Saturday. And, well, we're sort of looking at some final lead-up races towards next Saturday's uh, Winter Championship Finals program at Flemington. Always a, a strong card. And as I said, there's a few horses looking to try and uh, boost their points uh, to get into those races next week. And look, it's not a bad card at Caulfield on Saturday. Um, I've made my best in the final event, race nine, number 13, Victoria Star, who's been balloted out a couple of times recently. His first emergency here, I think he'll he'll get a run if he hasn't indeed or already, but he'll take plenty of beating. He's good winner first up at Cranbourne. He ran well at Caulfield, just had to keep edging away from the fence, and he ended up sort of coming six, seven wide on the turn, and it probably cost him a little bit. If he was able to get a run through the inside, I think that would have seen him go close to winning, and that was against Heptagon, who's absolutely flying. So I think he put himself in the right spot. There's a bit of a tail to this race, not many winning hopes. I think Victoria Star hard to beat. And I've made Salika my value. Race three, number two. Interesting filly. Um, she went to the Oaks in Adelaide, the Schweppes Oaks, over 2,000. Most of those fillies are now in the paddock. But Philip Stokes liked what he saw from Salika post that race. She came through it well, so he's kept her in work. Thought she was pretty good. 1,200 at the Valley, buried away on the inside off a bit of a fresh. And she goes here Saturday and then we'll back up at Flemington the following week. I think she'll be hard to beat. And what's a, a nice three-year-old race on the program? And I've made my roughie for the week. Race five, number 12, Dodorable. I know it is a maiden taking on winners, but just think she's got a bit of ability, this girl. Liked her recent jump-out win. The debut at Moe 
was in a pretty good maiden field as it turned out. A bit of form out of that. And then next time out at Moe, she missed the start. Whilst the form out of that race hasn't been as strong, I thought she ran really well. Just thought for the inform Daniel Stackhouse from a good gate. And, yeah, the markets are respecting her to some degree. She's only sort of around $26 for a maiden. So perhaps I'm not by myself uh, in thinking she can run a bit of a cheeky race. Daniel, what were your fancies at Caulfield? Yeah, pretty much made the case for me of Victoria Star. Um, with him, he's my best of the day as well. And you'd think he'd get a run. Um, a couple of them field drawn 18, sort of 17, 16. Might, hopefully for his sake, can get scratched because he has been... Um, he missed out. He missed out last week on third emergency, and was keen on him then, and uh, even keener this time. This time, you know, picking to get a run. Very good record on soft tracks, unbeaten, and yeah, that run's have to gone very good considering that horse has since Frank the form. Um, I think he's a horse that win better races in time than this, and he's um, pretty smart to type uh, Victoria Star. So my best of the day. The value comes up in race number three. Last start winner deserved. I love um, the win at Ballarat first up. She's one to follow on the back of that performance. It was a benchmark 64. It was against the older horses, but she was so strong through the line. Chased down a noted wet tracker with wet tracker and Halcyon Day, and those two cleared out on the rest. Um, first up, take plenty of benefit from that, no doubt. Um, and it's worth noting, she finished third behind I Am Eloquent at listed level when second up at this track last preparation. It's a good race, a few handy types. The one you mentioned, Salika, Mystery Shot, those two are certainly in the game, but I thought deserved $10 worth an each way bet. I think the race prior in two, race number two, thought of that was over the odds as well, around $10 at the minute. Um, look, both starts last time in weren't great on paper, but I think there were excuses in both. Uh, the jump out a few weeks back, Caulfield, was pretty ordinary as well, but it's since um, five weeks since that jump out and the work at home from the Maranuses camp, there's been reports that he's has been quite good. Uh, he, he maps to lead this with ease and um, with inform apprentice on and Michael Poy might take some to catching down thought of that. I thought it was over the odds at $10. But yeah, my best race nine, 13, Victoria star like yours and race three, five deserved race two, number one thought of that um, couple at a bit of value. All right. Over in South Australia, we're racing on the park circuit there at Morfordville. We've got a nine race card and uh, I see you are keen on a two-year-old early in the day, Daniel, is your value bet, and your best comes up midway through the program. So talk us through those. Yeah, we'll start the value first. Race two, number 11, Miss Mourinho. Look, she has to take on a pretty smart one in There's a Bear in there, the top weight from the Richard and Chantel Jolly Stable. Uh, will be hard to beat, conceding that. But at 16 or $17, she's definitely worth an each-way ticket. She started in the market in both runs this time in, both at Murray Bridge over 1,000 metres, um, got too far back last on, on debut, ran on okay, and then was just um, encountered traffic problems at her most recent. Should have finished much closer there. Um, I think she's going okay, and now fitter now third up. Um, I just thought the price is ridiculous, really, $17. Um, and happy to take some of that. So race two, number 11, Miss Mourinho. The best comes up in race five, and I'm probably a little bit surprised he's come up this bigger price, seven fifty task and purpose, race five, number four. Sort of marked him around the $4 mark. Which um, is going all right this time in. He was up until benchmark 70 at Mornington last start. Led, no excuses really, and just sort of uh, peaked on a run from the turn. The win prior at Hamilton was very good um, and should have won at Donald's first up. Uh, she's uh, also has always had a bit of ability. She was formerly with the Gay Waterhouse team and I think started her career with Chris Waller um, early on as well. I think she's going okay. 
meets a weaker race than what she did last start. And there's not many winning chances this, so I wouldn't have thought. Uh, maybe the one, the two, and the three. Um, maybe the only ones I can really see beating her. So task and purpose with Tom Paddle on board. I'm happy to take, um, yeah, surprise of the price, 750. I thought so. Not sure on that. So race five, number four, the best. All right. Well, I'll be having a little bet at, at Morfordville. Race four, number four, Territory Titan is one I... I backed a couple of starts ago at the Morfordville Parks track. He was third up, and he just never got clear at, at any stage. I followed my money to Mount Gambia a couple of Sundays ago, and unfortunately, the the track really deteriorated, and he drew barrier just, one. That was a shocker. Yeah. yeah Inside, I had no chance. Yeah. yeah, and he drew barrier one, and he was the jockey was looking, looking, trying to edge away, and just couldn't, and they got around him. You know, he looked a little plain, but I thought his last 100 metres was quite good. And just, I think you just have to forget that run. You look last preparation, he was competitive in, in decent benchmark grade in town. So I think uh, benchmark 58 is within his reach, and he's about $17. So I'm going to chuck a couple each way on Territory Titan. I do know that they have accepted on his home track at Bordertown on Sunday. So I guess we'll just have to play it by ear and watch where he goes. No doubt he'll be a bit shorter in the market. At Bordertown, but yeah, I think he's in with a, a real show at Morfordville. Racing in the West on Saturday is again at Belmont. We do have a stakes race on the card. It is race number five. It is the Han Super Dry Strickland Stakes, a group three race at Wait for Age. And well, the Velvet King, after three runs this prep for three seconds, will no doubt be high up in betting, but uh, our resident expert in the West is sticking with Perfect Jewel. She's an in-form winning mare, and BJ Ryan believes she can get the job done again. Number seven, to beat eight Mississippi Delta, uh, ridden by Willie Pike, ready to peak third up for the Velvet King. Certainly looks a strong hope, and BJ has included the Group 1 winner, Gatting, in the numbers for fourth, and it's probably getting towards D-Day for Humidor, so it'll be an interesting race to watch. Humidor third up would need to step up and show a lot more on Saturday. We resumed racing in New Zealand last week. We did forget to cover it on the podcast, but uh, racing at Rickerton this Saturday and 206 acceptances. It is a monster of a meeting. 11 races. I've come up with a couple. My best is race nine, number two, Frankie the Fox. And my value was a first starter that I thought trialed quite well. Race five, number six, go, go, Mr. Joe. Well, that just about takes us out. For the podcast this week, don't forget to get out and uh, pick up all uh, pick up your winning posts with all the action from uh, Friday through Monday, and of course we are available online. Uh, Daniel, twenty dollar bet this week. Uh, what will you make yours? Yeah, look, the best all week's probably Victoria Star, but just in case it um, luckily doesn't get a start as a first emergency, I'm going to go ten on task and purpose. Leave that price. And, 750 is just too hard to ignore at the moment. So race five, Adelaide. So race five, Morfield Parks, number four, Task and Purpose. Ten on her at 750. And we'll go out of the 10 on Cars Off in the um, Macau. Race six, number four, Sydney. All right. Well, I will go to Sydney. I'm a bit surprised that he's only about $5. But uh, obviously, I'm not the only one that's keen on him. And I'll make it Sully. Race six, number seven. Good luck, listeners. Hopefully you find plenty of winners. We will join you next week on the Preview Podcast.